everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Coop. It is currently 6.30 on a cheeky Monday, the 27th of March, and I'm feeling rather happy, I'm not gonna lie. Like, feeling the summer vibes, feeling the summer energy, because I, basically my room, right? I'm in my room, I'm on my floor, as per usual. I just love a good floor chat, what can I say? But this room, I don't know what direction it faces, like, could be north, could be south, could be west, could be east, I don't know. But it, fa- it it faces the way that in the evenings the sun comes through. Like, I have the evening sun. <sighs> when I tell you it's a life-changing experience, because in my old room, the room that I share with Thine, we'd always get the morning sun, right? And it was, like, very jovial and sunny in the mornings, and then always be really dark in the evenings. And this room is always dark in the mornings, but so sunny in the evenings, and it makes me so happy. It's fully, like, golden hour every evening, and it just... Oh. And because I have, like brown furniture it just everything's like golden vibes in here like it's just like making it look all like honey and like mm, delicious and i'm just feeling jovalent i'm feeling quite trip a little like fantastic um and i've had such a chatty day i mean i know i'm a chatty person like i do yip yap away but i've just been like chatty and i just love talking if you don't know that already like i just love talking to people like it doesn't even matter like if the convo's dead, I will just talk and talk and talk and talk. I just find human beings so interesting sometimes. Sometimes being the key word there. Um, anyway, little updates for you. First of all, Lana Del Rey's new album. Um, I think it's called There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. Really thoroughly enjoying, really, really enjoying. Um, you know, I don't know if I've talked about Lana Del Rey on here before, but honestly, her music hits me like no one else. And I know we love Billy. We love Billy. We do, we do. We can never portray her, but... <sighs> something about Lana guys she she hits every single cell in my body I can't explain it she when I listened right if you listen to blue bannisters don't listen to blue bannisters because it'll make you really sad but that album wow it pierced my soul like it pierced it hurts it 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 literally hurts to listen to like I, I have a song from that playlist no from that album sorry pop up on my playlist and I'm like ooh, like I might have to skip just to maintain my mental stability right now. <laughs> what mental stability? But just to maintain some kind of mental stability. Um, it really hurt. So was I a bit worried listening to this album? Yeah, I was quite frankly, because to be honest, our last two albums broke me. Um, and I was having a bit of a bad day anyway. I think it came out on Friday and I was having a bit of a bad, <laughs> a bit of a blip, bit of a bad week. Um, and it came out and I was like, oh, I was talking to my friend and I was like, do I? do I listen? Don't I listen? I don't know if this would be really self-destructive for me to listen to. I thought, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm in a shit mood, so I'm going to listen to it anyway, see what happens. And if it puts me in an even worse mood, well, at least I've listened to a great album. Do you know what I mean? And guys, it did not put me in a bad mood. It did not put me in a bad mood because you know what? It has a perfect balance of sad and happy songs. It really does. It really does. I will preach this album till the day I die. Okay, no, it's not that great. Okay, no one come for me. It's not my favourite album ever, but... I do really love it. And the grants, okay, I will preach about this song because the grants, the first track on the album. <sighs> Guys, never had such a holy experience in my life, to be honest. I basically, I have a new playlist called Evanescent. I think that's how you say the word, or Evanescent. I think it's Evanescent. Um, and it's the playlist I always play right before I go to sleep because it's just the most like stunning songs you know what I've realized I'm such a gospel girly like I love a bit of gospel music like a bit of gospel choir harmonic I think harmonic's the word harmonic songs yeah you get the vibes I'm going for truly religious experience I it's just the most gorgeous playlist I'm not gonna lie to you um everyone go check it out no I'm kidding I'm not about to plug my own playlist but um 
it's just wonderful. It's, it's a great experience. I go to sleep and there's just a whole load of songs that literally make me feel like I'm ascending to the high heavens. And I'm like, this is a bit of me. This is a bit of me. And the grants is the epitome of that. I literally made this playlist because the grants came out and I was like, wow, there are loads of other songs I have on this playlist, on my eclecticism playlist, my playlist for everything, um, that I was like, would fit this vibe. And it's just my favorite playlist in the whole entire world, I'm not gonna lie. And every time the grants pops up in my queue, I'm like, oh, that is what I'm talking about because that is the epitome of evanescent um so anyway that's my little update for you i would give you a whole album review but i just don't think anyone really wants that and if you do you can message me and we can have a cheeky chit chat about lana del rey um but the album's great anyway oh billy's perfume as well eilish number two okay i know no one really cares about billy mm, but you should and her second perfume came out and i'm really excited about it because it's been out in the u.s since literally like september or november or something and it's only just come to the uk literally like two days ago and i've been waiting for it to come to the uk for years that's a bit dramatic four months and it's finally in the uk and i'm really excited about it because i can't wait to smell it because guys guys her first perfume was like a vanilla vibe okay i'm not very vanilla like you may look at me and think vanilla but i'm not a vanilla girly i must say i that's it's not my scent okay it's not my signature scent but this new scent i think could be my scent because it is like wood and the smell of rain and like pine leaves oh my god if that's not me to a t okay people probably be envisioning that smell and be like that is nothing like you helena you do not radiate wood rain and pine leaves like what the hell um you probably radiate like actually i'm not gonna try and guess what i radiate i mean i would probably say like like I don't know. I was thinking, like, bubbles. Anyway, moving on. Um, but I just love the smell of... I've, I mean, if anyone really knows me, I just love the smell of rain on earth. Or, like, rain on tarmac specifically. That gets me. That... Oh, in summer, I'm opening the windows because something about the rain... The smell of rain on tarmac just... Oh, delicious. Like, damp earth is something... A smell you can't replicate anywhere else. I just love it. Um... And I love wood and I love pine leaves. And like one of my favorite poems I ever wrote was in a pine leaf forest. Okay, I don't, a pine, maybe a pine tree forest. Well, it was in the woods, right? And there was just loads of pine leaves and pine trees. And it's just one, it's like, I just, I just, it's such a good memory, that one. And like that scent remind, like the smell of pine leaves now forever reminds me of that time in the woods. I was fully just there for two hours just writing. And it was great. I had a great time. It was a great poem. I can't lie. Um, so I'm just really excited about that. I don't know. I'm happy. I was having a really rough day today. I'm not going to lie. I was having, I woke up this morning on the wrong side of the bed. What can I say? I even slept in for an extra half an hour. If anyone knows me, that never happens. I never sleep in. If anything, I always wake up half an hour before my alarm. But um, I slept in. I wasn't having a good start to the day. I was just feeling really just not good. If anyone saw me period one this morning, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was if anyone's going to remember, but like, I am sorry. It was just bad energy I was radiating. And then I just saw people throughout the day that just give me little pockets of happiness. Like, I just, oh, I just love people sometimes. Anyway, moving on. Um, I haven't even introduced the name of this, the, 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 what do you call it? Foundations of this episode today. Today we're doing an exploration of identity. Um, listen, it's going to be a really long episode, probably. Probably. Um, because identity is such a huge topic for me. Oh my god. If, if, if someone could count the amount of times I've talked about identity in therapy, it would be ridiculous. I bring it up almost every single week because it's so integral to me. Like, it's so, there's so much you can talk about with it. Because the whole point of these exploration ofs 
is that a lot of the time they just aren't, they don't have answers. They're just like big, still don't know how to, still could not tell you how to say this word. Is it philosophical? Is it philosophical? I don't know, one or the other. But there's always those kind of questions and they just are so open-ended and never have an answer. And I try and resolve everything. I'm not good with ambiguity. I'm not good with open-ended stuff. Like I like answers. I like things being resolved. Oh my God, it gets me going. If things if things aren't tied and if I have loose ends, not okay. I'm tying a knot. I need to, I need like an end to things. And that goes for like friendships, like eras of my life, if you will, like hobbies, like everything needs a perfect end. Like for example, I couldn't just quit dance. I need to end it with a show. And like, friendships I couldn't just like cut someone off I need to like talk it through you know what I mean like have a conversation and end it there like and like mutually end the friendship or whatever like, I can't do the unresolved it really gets my gets on my nerves gets on my brain to be honest um which is a bit ironic because I do English which is all down to interpretation anyway besides the point um yeah Basically, what we're getting to is that today is going to be a big, a big chit chat with you all because I feel like we just need a little chit chat about identity and I just love talking and I love talking to you guys. So here we are, an exploration of identity. Right, I'll just hop into it. So my question to you guys is, you know, who knows you? Who who actually knows you if everyone has a different perception of who you are? Who can actually describe okay in my case who can describe who Helena is because everyone has a different idea of who I am because if you think about it you you change your person not necessarily your personality well yeah your kind of personality you change your energy if you will or your personality based on who you're with as you like match their energy and you match their vibes if you will so everyone has a different experience of knowing you and everyone has a different idea of who you are so like who are you then do you know what I mean? Like, there will be multiple ideas of who you are. Like, if if I put, if I asked every single person I know who I am, I'm sure there will be some common denominators, but everyone will have a slightly different interpretation of who I am or, like, the kind of energy and dark humour or convos I give off, purely just based on the way I interact with them. So it's like, if I'm changing myself for every single person, then aren't I lost in myself that I can't even be the same person? I can't even stay true to who I am because I'm changing who I am for every single person that I meet. Is that not bizarre? Is that not crazy? Is that not, does that not get on your mind? Because basically in January, right, I had such a huge identity crisis. My God, I look back on that month now and I'm like, that was rough. That was rough. It's why everyone was slightly a bit anxious when I dyed my hair because they were like you've just got over your identity crisis literally a month later like why are you dyeing your hair is that not going to instigate an identity crisis but guys what we'll get to at the conclusion of this episode is that identity comes from within (laughs) shock (laughs) surprise um no but that's what I convinced everyone of I was like well identity comes from within so I'm gonna dye my hair and honestly, best decision I ever made because wow, has this hair been life-changing and I will get onto that later on in the episode. I really will. It's, it's a whole tangent that's needed. Um, however, back to the basics. How am I supposed to know who I am if I change myself for every single person I interact with? And it's not like, you know, I interact with someone and I'm like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And then I interact with another person and I'm like, hi. Like, it's not like I'm changing 
like that. It's just the different, I don't know, it's just the energy you give off. And like some people I have the same energy with, but they're like, I'm still gonna tell them different things about my life depending on how much I know them and how much I not trust them, but maybe like feel open to talking to them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, if I have so many different ways of interacting with people, like I'm just getting lost in myself because I'm not really sure who I'm meant to be if I'm just changing, not changing, but if I'm just different with every single person, am I not, am I just, I'm just a blur. Like I'm just a little fuzzball because what, like who am I? Oh, and then the other thing that was like getting him, so yeah, January, it was like this really, it was really bad time, I was having like, guys, I never thought I was someone that had anxiety, right, and I'm not about to like self-diagnose myself, I'm not about to do that, but I had like three anxiety attacks in January, which is so bizarre for me, because I've never like, and I haven't had an anxiety attack since, and I've never had an anxiety attack before, I've never really been an anxious person, I don't know if people are gonna hear this and laugh, they probably think I'm the most anxious person ever, but I swear I've never felt very anxious, but apparently in January I was, because I was just having an intense amount of anxiety attacks, uh, all based around my identity, because I was so lost at who I was, and I was so, and this is, and and the the main reason why was because I felt really distant from all my friends at this time, like, it felt, I felt very estranged from everyone, like, I felt very, kind of lonely to be honest, which is so silly because I was still messaging people and still seeing people, but for some reason I just felt so like isolated and lonely. And I was like, again, who am I if I'm so affected by other people? And like a lot of my friends at this time as well were really going through it and really like sad and stuff. And that was obviously making me sad. And I was like, I'm not even my own person right now. Like I'm sad because my friends are sad. Like what? I was like, who are you, like, who is Helena if she's just purely sad because her friends are sad and because she feels distant from her friends? Like, can she not just find happiness in her own person? Can I not find contentment, if that's the word, in my own being? Like, why am I so reliant on other people? And I was like, if I'm so reliant on other people, then who am I? (laughs) And that question is gonna be repeated a lot, a lot this episode. Um, so I was just like, technically my whole identity is just a a combination of how other people perceive me. And again, sorry to bring her into every episode, but Bo, Bo put this idea forward to me and she was like, technically everyone you meet is just gonna like memorize you in different ways. And like, so that means like everyone at your funeral is gonna retain your identity in a different way. Like I talked about this, oh no, maybe I didn't talk about this in living. Maybe I did talk about this in an exploration of living, but I, yeah, I did. I said, once you die, like the only way your identity is gonna be retained is through memory, is through people remembering you. And it's like, if all these people have different perceptions of who I am, then I'm not really gonna be remembered because it's like every, like the idea of who I am is gonna be so blurred and so confused. So that got me thinking, and then I was like, as well, like, obviously when you're born, you don't have, this is where I get a bit confused, because I'm like, when you're, when you're a baby, do you have some internal identity? Is there like some inherent identity within you? Or are you just born, and your identity is 
uh, byproducts, if you will, of different interactions and personality traits you pick up from other people. Because my thought process was, I get personality traits from so many people. I, if someone says a phrase that I like, I'm picking it up, it's now in my daily language. You know what I mean? If there's like a certain facial expression that someone pulls and I find it a giggle, I'm gonna be replicating that that facial expression to be honest. And it, does that make me a copycat? Maybe. But at the end of the day, am I not just a fangirl? And it's so Billie Eilish. Like, if I'm being honest, you know, she will... This is embarrassing to admit. No, this is kind of embarrassing. Uh, well, I trust you guys. But, like, I remember... <laughs> no, it's actually embarrassing. You know what? We're just gonna go for it. Um, In... Oh, God. It must have been, like, 2019 or something. That year was so corrupt. But in 2019, I was like, okay, just give me some, like... Give me a break. I was probably, like, 13, 14. And that was when my Billy era really started. And at this point in time, Billy's linguistics was very much different to how it is now like she would she would like call everyone bro and dude and everything so then I know I'm actually cringing but you know what it's good that I'm cringing and not relating because if I was relating that would be more embarrassing it's good to cringe on the past guys this is what I'm telling myself but I would like I don't think I'd say it to anyone in person I really hope I didn't say it to anyone in person but in text like I'd text someone and I'd be like oh what the hell bro like what ew Ew, who did I think I was? Like some surfer dude in America. Like, get out. I'm a celebrity getting out of here. And it just, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable to think about. But basically, if we're thinking about it, my personality in that time, or like my identity at that time, as in like the kind of like identity stemming from language, use the word bro in text, okay? Maybe in person to be honest. Because I picked up that personality trait from Billy because I was like, oh, it's kind of funny when she says it. Am I so lost in myself that I am purely picking up personality traits from other people to form my own identity? Am I so lost in myself that I'm copying other things from other identities that I like and making it my own? But is it making it my own or is it, am I just a copycat? Even in regards to clothing, like, I don't really have a sense of style. I really don't. Um, I'm not going to claim that I do. But just in regards to like layering necklaces and wearing a bunch of jewelry, again, Billie Eilish. Where do we think I got that from? Hello, like it was Billie. <gasps> oh, like it's bad, it is bad. But it's not like I'm copying her or like trying to be her. It's just that I saw something I liked and I was like, ooh, let me try that. And I'm enjoying, okay? <sighs> and my ginger hair, no, shush, shush. Because I thought my ginger hair was a time for a uh, stable identity. But all of a sudden... That's just a personality trait or an identity I've copied from Luna Montana and Emma Chamberlain because I liked the way that it looked on them. And I was like, ooh, I don't want to necessarily copy them, but I kind of want to try it because it looks kind of fun. <sighs> Guys, this is bad. This is bad. Okay, so basically my whole life is a lie. Um, so that was just my other, that was my other like breakdown I had because I was like, technically my whole identity is just a combination of other people's personality traits. And I was like, but this is why I get confused because I'm like, I don't know, was I born as like a fresh little baby and my identity's grown through culture and society? Or was I born as a baby with an internal identity? Because I feel like identity is internal, like everyone has their own specific identity. But then I was like, I can't place a finger on what mine is. 
Because what do you, what is identity? Like, how do you picture or describe something that's so internal and so innate, I guess? It's so confusing to me. I'm like, how do you even begin to decipher that and explain to someone what my identity is? It just, it will never make sense to me. Again, we can't resolve this issue, I don't think. Um, And then this kind of led me to another, like, thought process where I was like, identity is so scattered. I was, talk- <laughs> I was talking about this with my therapist and I was, oh God, it was actually a really, it was on a like, ugh, honestly one of the roughest days of my life. Um, and we were just having a chit chat. Um, <laughs> oh, let's not get too dark about this, but we're having a call. And then I remember I was talking to her at the end and I was just like, I, I can't remember how, well, I don't know why it popped up, why identity popped up into the conversation, but I was like, I just feel so lost. Uh, it was so funny because for like once in my life, the dark humour went and I was actually just being a bit real and a bit serious. And all of a sudden, life wasn't lols and giggles and chuckles and it just got a bit dark. But um, it was a dark day. But anyway, I remember talking, I felt really lost that day. And I was like, I just feel so lost. I, I'm so lost. I just don't even know who I am. I, I literally just feel like, oh, a waste of space. Ah. No, let's just laugh it off. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, I was basically just saying I, I'm walking around and I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm just lost. That I was just, the best way to describe it is I just feel lost. Um, and I was like, the problem is, is right now my identity feels so scattered. It feels everywhere because guys and this links to like a part of (laughs) all my problems but for the longest time I would always make my identity one thing like for a long time it was dance right and it's like obviously dance wasn't my sole identity I had other layers to it but the foundation of it was dance and I was like yeah that's like to me not necessarily that other people know me as like Helena the dancer like no come on I can't even dance but I was just like, to me, dance is very integral to me and that's like the foundations of who I am. Like, if you wanna know anything about me, it's dance. Um, And then when that kind of all went downhill in July, 2021, and I lost that identity and honestly, the start of my downfall, I mean, 2019 was the start of my downfall, but that was especially the start of my downfall. It was the worst two weeks of my life. I remember just, and I, I hadn't really cry. I'm not a big crier. like at all I mean bar last year but last year is an exception okay that was a rough time hospitalization was no fun thing um but before that I never ever cried like barely 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 um and I remember it was yeah July 2021 dance had all gone downhill and like I remember just crying like having oh like an hour long a two hour long breakdown sobbing hyperventilating like crying because I was just so perplexed if you will that this identity had come crashing come crashing down because I was like oh my god I'm not going to be a dancer and that was terrifying because literally since the age of like five I'd convinced myself I'd be a dancer (laughs) call it gaslighting but I was like no I'm gonna be a dancer like that's all I want to do in life is just dance that's what makes me happiest that's all I want to do I just I want to be a dancer and when I realised that wouldn't work out, I was like, whoa, who 
who am I? Like, I don't even know. It was so terrifying not knowing what I wanted to be when I was older. That was terrifying because for the longest time I'd always had a plan in my head. I knew exactly what I was going to do at what age and audition for which companies and, you know, and all of a sudden I had absolutely no plan and that was terrifying. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Couldn't tell you. Um, and I just remember crying. And then that's kind of why I then moved to anorexia because hello we found a new identity to latch onto I was like oh like the only thing keeping me eating right now is dance because I was like the only reason I need to fuel my body is for dance so we get to September 2021 and all of a sudden anorexia just whips whips into my mind um and that became my identity obviously for a really long time well for up until like kind of like March no longer longer I would say anorexia kind of became for me my identity up until mm, probably July I would say and then that kind of came crumbling as well because all of a sudden I was having to recover and I was having to gain weight and I no longer felt anorexic even though that I, I was anorexic mentally like physically I didn't feel anorexic anymore because I was putting on weight so my new identity became depression (laughs) and I was like and it wasn't like a conscious decision where I was like let me become depressed it's just I was depressed and then I let that take over because I was like oh well it's just who I am it's just in my nature to be sad I'm not someone who's going to be happy so yeah I'm just gonna be sad so I really let that blossom if you will if we're being if we're being giggly about it um and that got out of control, got out of control, and then I reached this place in November, and I was like, ah, like, not to go into specific details, but I was like, the depression's kind of been hindered now, like, I can't really do much with it anymore, because the lovely cams stepped in, like, no sarcasm there, I know everyone shits on cams, I really enjoy the place, I'm not gonna lie, um, (laughs) so, then I was really not, I was lost for like mm, a week maybe and then I've talked about this on the podcast before but I just had the biggest epiphany, spiritual change, cultural change, some internal change and I found, oh, I found happiness like never before. I was so happy. I was, and it wasn't like a hyper happiness. It was just the whole time after being depressed for a really, really long time. I was just like, oh, like I actually feel good. I feel like I can be left alone right now and I could be happy, I'm not gonna spiral, I'm not gonna, like, start having some massive depressive episode, um, but on this call with my therapist, I remember telling her, because this was at the time, just as my kind of depression identity was not crumbling slightly, but it was kind of reaching its climax, and we were on this call, and I was like, I just feel so lost, because my identity is so scattered, and I was like, it feels like my identity is like Voldemort right now. It feels like it's channeled into loads of different things. And I'm just so lost at what those things are because I'm so used to concentrating my identity to one thing. I'm co- I concentrate it into dance. I concentrate it into anorexia, into depression. And I'm just so lost because it just feels so scattered. I don't even know who I am. Like, I don't even feel like I'm a person. And I remember her saying, she's like, why does identity have to be one thing? identity shouldn't be one thing, you can't be one thing for the rest of your life, that's unrealistic, that's, 
not really, not necessarily possible, but it's just, that's not how identity works, you can't, like, she was like, do you see anyone's identity as one thing, like, do you, do you see your sister as a drama? No, she's your sister, she's like many more things than your sister, because that's her identity to you, she isn't just one thing, um, and my therapist was like, it's like a puzzle, right, like, your identity's a puzzle, and it all fits together, and then my argumentative brain was like, but what's the picture? what's the picture like I just need an answer as to what my identity is because otherwise I feel meaningless I feel purposeless like I don't understand um and I was like sure it's one great little puzzle that all fits together it's a whole bunch of little things but ultimately this there is no picture to the puzzle and it got me thinking because I wrote a poem a while back when I was kind of depressed and it was about being colorless and I was like I feel so lost I think it's called lost within my own I think it's lost in my color spectrum or something. And I was like, I just feel so lost in who I am. Cause it's like, I assigned, like I assigned specific eras as well, colors. Um, and I was like, right now I feel colorless. And at the time it was because I didn't want to feel anything. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> so bad. I was trying to convince myself that I was basically a waste of space. And so I said I was colourless because I was like, oh, I'm pretty much a ghost, pretty much dead already, so, meh. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm basically transparent, like, I'm colourless, like, there's not really, like, any life to me, like, I may as well be see-through because I'm, like, I'm just a shell of myself. Um, slightly deep. Let's add in a giggle. <laughs> a giggle. <laughs> um, so then I get to, like, this whole identity crisis in January. And... I kind of have a realization and I'm like, hmm, maybe colorless doesn't have to mean empty. Maybe colorless doesn't have to mean the end or like ghost or death. Oh, no, not, okay, maybe not death, but I mean, you know, maybe it doesn't have to mean like empty. Maybe colorless just means opportunity. Colorless means I can fluctuate into whatever color I want. Colorless means I can be red. I can be green. I can be orange. I can be yellow. I can be whatever I want. Colorless means anything. And that put it in perspective for me a little bit because like something about being colorless made me realize I can kind of be whatever and whoever I want to be which kind of will segue will segue into dyeing my hair and dyeing my hair right I just it was just it was something that I did because I just wanted to change and even though it changes my external appearance, it doesn't change my internal appearance. Do you know what I mean? It, even though it changes my external identity, it does nothing to my internal identity. But because my external look had changed, it forced me to believe that everything had changed. It forced me to believe that I had internally changed as well. Because I was like, oh, who's, who's brown-haired Helena? Who's March 2022 anorexic Helena? That's not me. I don't look like her anymore everything's changed. I'm not anorexic. I'm not depressed. I don't have problems. I don't have anxiety attacks about who the hell I am. I'm Helena and I have ginger hair. <laughs> like, I am untouchable. Um, and honestly, it worked. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. It worked. It worked. Do I think I'm indestructible? Absolutely not. Do I still have anorexia? Yes. Do I still have depressive episodes? Yes. But at the end of the day, 
it gave me the chance to believe in change. It gave me a reason to believe in change because before I couldn't justify, I couldn't sit there looking the exact same as I did a year ago. I mean, obviously there were some major differences um, such as not looking ill anymore, but I couldn't just, I just, I didn't feel convincing in my change. I didn't feel convincing in my recovery because I was like, I just feel like the same old me, you know? But for some reason, something about dyeing my hair, I was just like, I now feel, it just feels like I've entered a new era, okay? And have I entered a new era? No. No, I'm still me. I'm still me. Um, but it's just, it's just, it gave, it put me into the mental mind state, whatever it is. It put me into the, I don't know what the word is. It just put me in the mind frame, there we go, that I had changed and things had been left in the past and it got me thinking I was like this is very much like new years okay but you know people might be hearing this and be like this is ridiculous it's literally just your hair color and you were very well right but let's be real everyone every single year is like new year new me is that not just the same thing people put so much hope if you will into the new year because for them it just gives them a chance to change it gives them a reason a justification to change and that was me with my ginger hair I was like you know 2023 did not start off well. January was awful, abomination of a month. As was kind of February, to be honest. Well, first half of February. Um, so in order to give myself a, a like a set point to start change from, it's like giving myself a, a day to start a change. That day was like with me dyeing my hair because I was like, oh, new era unlocked, new era beginning. Therefore, we must leave the past in the past. Um, and it kind of... It's funny to me because like people who I've never met before is gonna know me as Ginger. And that, I think that would have freaked me out once upon a time because then it's like, oh God, they're never gonna actually know who I am. But it's like, I'm still me. Like technically your external appearance doesn't define who you are. And I think this is what I had a really hard time with in recovery, just to kind of segue into the recovery aspects of it. Um, which was, I really struggled with putting on weight at the beginning because I was like, being thin is, my person like is my identity <sighs> let's just collectively sigh at that <sighs> because are you kidding like of course it's not my identity but I was like you know as much as ide identity is an internal thing it's to other people their first impression of who you are is based on how you look it's based on your appearance that's that's the first thing they notice about you is what you look like and it's not like in a judgmental way it's like oh blah 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 blah, blah. but it's like you're just naturally gonna see someone and be like oh that's them so to me I was like you know people when I was it's kind of ironic because when I was really ill like I was just in baggy clothes because I was so cold the whole time <laughs> so no one really knew how thin I was but I don't know in my head or I think it was more so at dance as well because obviously in dance you're in like a leotard and tights in my head I was like I walk into that dance class and I know I'm the worst there because at the time I could not jump off the floor I'm not being dramatic guys I it's kind of funny but also tragic but also funny but you know everyone at home right now like or wherever you are I if you stand on one leg and just hop up and down I couldn't do that I couldn't do that I remember in ballet once our teacher was just like okay guys like let's just do a bit of a warm-up everyone like hop on one leg hop on the other leg um I got the shock of my life I literally had to fact check myself and I was like, no way, no way right now can I not hop on one foot, I couldn't get off the floor, I did a little demonstration to my therapist, 
of this. And I was like, listen, like, this is literally how far I got off the floor. My feet did not get off the floor. I don't even think I got onto the ball of my foot. I think I literally, like, hobbled. Maybe not even hobbled. I think... Don't even know if I hovered. It, it was awful. It was so bad. And it was just so, so humbling. Such a humbling experience. And I was right at the front as well. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Um... But I didn't care at the time, well, I kind of, I didn't, it didn't bother me at the time that I was the worst dancer, because I was like, yeah, but it sounds so toxic, it is toxic, it is toxic, but I was like, but I have confidence right now that people are going to look at my body and envy it. Realistically, did they know? Because who would want an ill body? Who would want a skeleton as body? Probably no one. But I was just like, I may not have the skills, but at least I have the body. Um... <laughs> that's deranged, that is deranged, that was, that was delusional, I was delusional, probably still am, let's be real, um, but that gave me great comfort, so when I did get better, I was like, oh god, like, now I'm gonna go into dance, and I have nothing that people are gonna be jealous of, because my body isn't even gonna be something they want anymore, um, so that's why I had such a hard time with it, because I was like, that part of my identity's gone now, that part of me being thin is gone, which is really silly because I am still underweight, I am still thin, um, just obviously not to the extent of what it was. And another thing that I find really hard with, with identity and recovery, and I talked about this a little bit with, um, in the episode, The Anorexic Voice, is all my thoughts being labelled as the anorexic voice. It's infuriating sometimes. I, it just, I remember right at the beginning of all of this, anything I'd say, like, cams would just be like you need to separate yourself from the anorexic voice and I was just like what what do you mean the anorexic voice like hello it's my internal monologue what are you talking about and now I get it like obviously the thoughts I'm I have are anorexic but I think what's so hard at the beginning is it's like and it's still kind of something I hold to this day is that I hate when people are like you need to separate yourself from your anorexia and it's like but I am anorexic though, I am anorexic, and that's not me trying to hold on to my identity, it's not me trying to like, be like, oh my god, I'm anorexic, like, uh, like, that's my whole lifestyle, whatever, it's just that, that, that's a, a huge part of my life, and a huge part of my living experience, if you will, my experience of living, um, so for someone, not someone, but for people to say, you know, you need to strip that away, you need to get rid of it, I was like, you're removing a whole part of who I am, and it's not that anorexia is who, oh, I'm gonna contradict myself here, but I was like, it's not that anorexia is who I am, but it's still a part of my life that you can't remove, that's like someone saying, like, remove dance or something, or like, remove, you know, it's something that's so integral to me, and I get that obviously dance is healthy, and like, anorexic's not, it's a mental illness, but it felt so, it sounds really dramatic, but it's, it felt so dehumanizing, because I was like, it feels like you're taking away a huge part of who, who I am, and I think a lot of the time it does feel like sometimes my voice is being stripped away from me, because I know when I'm speaking about my weight, anything I say is immediately just gonna be labeled as anorexic, and just give me labeled as like, oh, she's just, you know, just, Ugh, trying to just an anorexic trying to fight recovery and I find it really infuriating sometimes because it's like I just want to be listened to I just want to be heard I just want someone who doesn't know me someone 
who doesn't know I'm anorexic to just listen to me and actually hear what I have to say and not link it to anorexia and sorry and not link it to anorexia and not think oh she's just complaining like I want someone to actually like hear me um and I think I talk about this in the other episode but that's why I do voice notes and that's why I do poetry and and diaries and and endless stuff because it's like I just that's my way of being heard because it feels even though like no one's invalidating my thoughts it's just they're being labeled as not my own they're being labeled as someone else's it's they're being labeled as anorexias and I just find that really hard sometimes because it's like I feel like every thought I'm having isn't even my own because you're just calling it an anorexic thought but it's like it's literally my brain like I it's so it's so difficult to figure out sometimes because I'm very aware what's an anorexic mindset like obviously body dysmorphia that's an anorexic mindset it's kind of like opinion not fact but at the end of the day body dysmorphia is some is part of is part of like how my brain works at the moment so for someone to be like oh but like you you're not fat like you're not like that's just what anorexia is telling you and it just it feels really invalidating sometimes because it's like okay maybe I'm not fat but you could at least say I understand why you would think that but you've got to see the point that you know I don't know I just it's really difficult because obviously anorexia is such it is obviously in your mind that it's like it takes your valid thoughts and distorts them into something else like it distorts your own brain basically which is why it's confusing from an identity point of view because it's like it's my brain (laughs) like I can't just like separate anorexia from myself because that feels like I'm questioning who I am almost it's really really strange um it just feels like all the thoughts that go through my head are no longer valid purely because they're just being called anorexic um So anyway, I feel like that's mainly, that's mainly just like the big digest I want to do of identity. And I think also a quick thing is, I I think I might have talked about this before. I might have talked about it in an exploration of popularity, but the whole fake it till you make it thing, it goes a long way. It really does. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, something I know it's a really cliche saying but if you actually believe in it and you actually commit to it it can change a lot like I do not have confidence I'm probably one of the most uh, what's the opposite of deconfident unconfident unconfident misconfident disconfident not confident I'm one of the most not confident people you could probably come across but because I just fake confidence I just roll with it I just roll with it and maybe people are sitting here like girl we see through it like you are not confident but I don't know I like to think that that I can portray myself as confident at times but I remember talking to my therapist about this and I was like honestly like everyone's just faking it everyone's just putting on a person like putting on the persona that they want do you know what I mean like I'm putting like I don't like bitching about people because that's a persona I want so technically is that really who I am or is that just a a personality trait I'm adopting because that's what I like that's what I appeal to and I remember her saying she was like is life just one big act then are we all just fake are we all just putting on a performance and I was like 
I think we are. Like, genuinely we are, because are we not all fulfilling roles? As, like, a daughter, or a sister, or a friend, or a whatever, like, are we not all fulfilling roles? Are, are we not just living up to those labels? And I just kind of thought, life's just one big act. And what makes you fake or not is how much you commit to your role and how much you believe in who you're playing. The only reason people will ever question your identity, I guess, or like how real you are is because they don't believe in the character, I guess, you're you're portraying. Like, no one's fake unless you're just not playing your role very well, unless you're just not putting on a great Oscar-winning performance. (sighs) Maybe I've made you really all confused and you're all like, you are delusional. And I think I am a little bit delusional. But was this not a fun tangent? Have we not had a fun time? I've had a fun time, guys. The silence is deafening. Um, Anyway, that's kind of everything I have on identity. I knew it'd be a long episode, so sorry that this did not stick to, like, the the cute 20 minute time frame of an exploration of, but, um, hope you enjoyed regardless, uh, I'll be back soon with another episode, sorry for ending this abruptly, it feels a bit weird, I had a whale of a time, I hope you guys had a whale of time listening to me, you're probably a bit sick of me by now, I'm probably a bit sick of myself, anyway, uh, I'll be back soon with another episode, happy Easter by the way, oh, major vibes, happy Easter, and yeah, Loving you all. Bye.